I'm Eunice. I'm Caddy. Welcome to Yeah, a show where we talk about young adult lit and what it can teach us at any age. This is our book club, and you're invited. Yeah! We'd like to take this time to acknowledge that the studio where we record is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it is important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own and that we engage in conversation that challenge the colonial mindset. We encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and the indigenous communities of that area. So it's almost Christmas and I guess we should talk about the holidays. I'm going to stop singing now. Uh, Eunice, I'm so excited to record with you. It's been a while. Yeah, it really has. We are talking about books that are good for gifting. Yeah, it's yeah. the it's the Yeah Podcast Holiday Gift Guide 2021. <laughs> what an exciting time for their for books. Let's just name it. What an exciting yeah. time for books. It was a really fun research. Yeah, uh, how'd it go for you? Yeah, um, I love uh, recommending books, obviously, um, but I also like gift giving as well. So if you combine the two. Like, I love trying to figure out um, what the perfect book to give to someone is. I know that's kind of hard because there are a lot of different variables. Like, people have picky preferences, which is fine, like, which is great. Um, And you don't know if you're suggesting a book that someone's – or buying a book that someone's read before. Um, So, yeah, like – Books as gifts can be very tricky, but I like to try to figure out what's good for everyone. I love that. That's your librarian side. That's amazing that you get to combine it with gift giving. Um, I'm a notoriously bad gift giver, um, and it's not because my heart's not in the right place. It is simply that I get overwhelmed very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, And giving books uh, is definitely something that speaks to me uh, just because I love my books. Uh, they are my prized possessions they're my babies. Um, and I think when, I think there's something really lovely about giving a book that you love. And uh, I think that that's, that's something that's fun because I'm not very good at, you know, deciphering other people's uh, tastes in books because holy crap, that's complicated. You should go and get a whole degree on the subject, which you did and I did not. Um, but it's, uh, there's something about like showing them that secret side of yourself. And I, that's, that's part of what I love about gift giving, uh, well, giving books as gifts, rather. Um, like, I can give people a copy of Twilight, and they're like, oh, it's Twilight. But I'm like, but I love it. Yeah. And then they read it, and they think about me, like, getting overly excited over Twilight, which is not in my list this year. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, like, it's, it's, it's fun because they get to also reread it and try to look at it through my eyes, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So shall we jump in? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm excited for this list. Uh, would you like to start? Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. I am going to start with um, that person in your life who is a Harry Potter fan. We also always, we have one of those like in a friend group, right? There's always one. And, you know, like we've covered this on the podcast. Um, it's a little contentious, right? Um, especially with the author who must not be named. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to put a spin on this and it's not like a direct, like, epic fantasy book that I'm uh, suggesting you give to this person. Um, But the book that I picked for this person is House in the Cerulean Sea by TJ Klune. Um, And this is a book um, that I think publishers marketed for adults, but there's, it's a good crossover. Um, It's perfect for a young adult reader as well. Um, And I picked this one because it has great story. First of all, it's queer. Um, so we want to kind of get that to our Harry Potter fan, you know, because Harry Potter in itself was so queer. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's about found family. So it has those same elements of like, you know, magical beings and, um, like finding a family. Um, and it's just a cozy, cozy read. So I, I don't know. I really like it because it's just like just a very soft like beautiful read um and I'm gonna be like recommending a lot of soft gentle reads because you know we all need that in our lives so it's a perfect like pandemic read as well yeah um it's has magical creatures it has children um magical children um it has (laughs) yeah it's set oh um a lot of the book is set on this island and that you have to get to by ferry (laughs) (laughs) um and it's um about uh this man who works for kind of like a it's like a it's a it feels like a government job um but they're in charge of you know like um keeping tabs on magical persons Ooh, um, magical and, espionage. Yeah, and he um he it's it feels very much like like a good um I guess like comparison for our world is um the um it's it's kind of like a um social services deal mm-hmm. where they're mm-hmm. trying to basically there's the these homes for these magical children and their caretakers um and basically his job is to go in and make sure that um these homes are you know running properly but it's very bureaucratic um and he's and the man working for um this organization is also very you know like likes rules <laughs> um and so on one of his assignments he goes to this home um and meets the caretaker and um there's a love story but also like um f- I've tried, he kind of you know he really likes the rules in place and like gives it gives him con- sense of control in his life but um is also figuring out that maybe this organization is not 
really great. <laughs> no, you don't say. <laughs> so, right. so yeah, so it's it's about found family, it's about falling in love, it's about, you know, standing up for what you believe in, all of that really good stuff. So, that would be my first rec. Amazing. Um, my first recommendation is for uh, the francophone reader in your life. Uh, so we, uh, I'm a francophone. Uh, French is my first language and is the language I use the most on the day to day. And there is a wonderful book that came out called La Fille d'Elle-Même uh, by an author named Gabrielle Bouliane Tremblay. And I hope that it will be translated because it's a really beautiful novel. Um, Gabrielle Bouliane Tremblay is actually a trans author, uh, which like, whoop whoop um and it's a semi-autobiographical novel about uh that moment in adolescence where um where she came into her transness and sort of navigating living in a small rural community uh and having you know so many aspirations beyond just like uh settling within within her gender but like it's really thoughtful and really lovely in a way that I find um, Quebec authors tend to be. There's there's a very uh, clear com- like connection between the person and their environment. There's an incredible bond with the family that's challenging, and it's really cool because it's kind of set in those clunky adolescent years, so really like early adolescence, but it's an adult reflection almost. So there is something really, really exciting about that. Um, Very, very introspective. It's going to be turned into a TV show here, which really excites me. Um, And uh, it's just a great book. It's been, it's shortlisted for so many prizes in Quebec right now. Um, So I really hope that uh, it gets translated uh, and that folks will be able to enjoy it. Yeah, that sounds great. Mm. So my next recommendation or gift for that activist teen in your life, um, I love like the activist spirit that Gen Z brings to the table. <laughs> um, if anyone who's been on like TikTok or Instagram or, you know, like lately has kind of seen that energy. And so if you have an activist teen, in budding activist teen in your life, um, I would recommend this really great nonfiction collection. Um, currently, there, I think, are nine books in this collection. Um, they're all very, like, short. Um, the books are really small. They kind of are, like, bigger than, a little bigger than, like, the size of your hand. Um, it's called the Pocket Change Collective. Um, it's written by various authors, um, but it, and covers a whole a wide range of topics like um, gender, climate change, um, and even art. Um, so there's a really cool one about um, like the art, um, making art and being in the art world um, as a queer person of color. Um, and like, yeah, so um, they got these um, people in there who are kind of experts in their fields, right, Um, to write sort of like, kind of like a manifesto of their, like, topic that they um, 
you know, like they're activists and they're also um, people, you know, who just work in their field. Um, And so, yeah, just kind of writing like essays on like what they do. And um, and yeah, so I think it's like a perfect little like collection uh, um, to gift to your activist teen. Um, There's some really cool ones in there. So check out all the titles and their um, different, um, the different authors. Um, but I thought that's, that's a nice, like, little collection that you can give to someone. That's so neat. Plus, I love the idea of encouraging, uh, youths to read essays. I think that, like, I remember being a, a young person and being asked to write essays, and I was like, but why? What is the relevance? And then, you become more of an essay reader and you kind of go like, oh my God, oh, if only I'd known. That's a great suggestion. I think that's yeah. awesome. Uh, my next one is for uh, for the queerdo in uh, your life who is in search for community. And um, I'm not going to say it's for a teen because honestly, I love this book. It is perhaps my favorite read of this year. Um, and that is Last Night at the Telegraph Club by Melinda Lowe pause for raucous applause yeah okay thank you um this book just blew my mind one it's about young lesbians the joy in my heart um two it's also set in an era that i didn't know enough about um so uh, the 50s uh, in the u.s so during like red scare mccarthyism etc um and it is such an interesting discovery of community and of self and uh looked at through uh the chinese american community so there's also like this little espionage side which i'm discovering i really like and i probably want to dig in a bit more in 2022 um but yeah it's it's very interesting but also very um very personal and self-reflexive for the the main character it's just this book is everything and yeah i just just get it get give it get it for yourself i just i love this i love this this novel so much it's ridiculous (laughs) You're reminding me that I don't have this book on my bookshelf and I need to get it for myself. Um, we did a podcast episode on this, actually. So if you want to know more about it, you should definitely hit um, check out the episode for that. But it was a great, great, just masterfully written historical fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I don't read enough of those. And it was mm-hmm. just so good. And like you were saying, Caddy, um, about a time in American history that I hadn't read too many books about so yeah 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 it's just an overall like I'm not going to pick favorites of of the books that we read on the podcast because they're all interesting but this was high key my favorite of the year it's a good one um so my next recommendation um for a gift is for new parents and this is actually a picture book recommendation and it is We All Play by Julie Flett. Um, Julie Flett is a indigenous author. Um, and I think there are words in this book that, um, so there's like English and then there's Cree um, words. So it's also like a really good like um, like vocabulary book for your kid too. <laughs> um, but it's it's really fun book about playing and just having like enjoying life um, and, you know, like there's um, animals 
um, and playing like, um, so there's a lot of like, there's like a component of nature. Um, and I think it's just a really good one to read to um, like with your newborn as they grow up and, you know, like you can kind of like follow them through and encourage um, being outdoors and playing and um, enjoying nature. So it's, it's a good one. It's real. The illustrations are beautiful. It's very, it's like a kinetic, very kinetic book. So that's also nice for your, um, for your child as well. So that one's for new parents. That's awesome. I'm going to add one in for new parents as well. It is called Anti-Racist Baby by Ibram Kendi. (laughs) (laughs) I think that uh, along with that, it goes goes so well and it really is um, a a picture book that exists so that anti-racism is not just something that we come to as adults and it is adapted like it's not like here is intersectional (laughs) intersectional thought um um just like charted on a cardboard page for you to munch on no it's it's really like about family and about looking at other people and noticing differences and 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 just starting to have those conversations earlier than we usually would yeah and what better way to do that than with a book so that you're, you know, like, you're not doing this from scratch. Like, I think that's what's really great about reading with your child, too, is that um, you can, like, learn together. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, actual uh, concrete, uh, not one that I just pull out of thin air because I loved what you were saying, Eunice. <laughs> um, <laughs> but for the romance fan among you, uh, the romance fans, rather. Um, I am recommending Jay's Gay Agenda um, by Jason June. So uh, it's a debut novel, which I think is really cool. And um, it's gay. Yay. Um, So it's a story about uh, Jay Collier, who is a gay kid living in a rural area. Hmm, There's a theme popping up. who moves to Seattle uh, in his senior year of high school. And uh, so while he was living in his rural community, because he is obviously the only one, um, he, he creates this sort of like his a gay agenda it's kind of like a, a gay bucket list which I think is kind of amazing um and you know he's he comes to a crossroads once he's living in a very queer friendly environment and I think that that's it's an interesting reflection piece on like you know safety basically queer safety let's be honest um but also just uh how we evolve and how we change and how sometimes our communities change with us and how that can be really interesting um it's a really funny read uh which i think is a nice one like it's very much trey rom it's trey rom-com trey trey rom-com mm. um so gay rom-com what more can i say jump on it yeah The next recommendation I have um, is for your lover of heist movies. Who doesn't love heist movies? I love them. I don't know what it is is about heist movies. It's just, I think it's probably just like seeing it all come together. That like usually heist movies have these like montage scenes where they're like, you know, doing their thing of like, getting their heist together and then they also have that thing afterwards where they like play it out 
of like how it really went down and you're just like oh my gosh this is so great um (laughs) um, so the recommendation I have is not a book that I actually read but I've heard really amazing things and I think um it's definitely now on my list to read um so it is The Girls I've Been by Tess Sharp um it is a um about a daughter of a con artist who is taken hostage in a bank heist. Um, And there is, um, you know, she's also, you're trying to figure out um, while you're reading the story of like who she is too, because she's also kind of assumed different identities along the way as well. Um, So um, kind of, you know, um, taking after her mother um, as her protege. Um, And then um, there's some um, really awesome uh, bi rep in this book as well. Mm. Um, (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so she needs to kind of take her expertise on, um, on, you know, conning and, um, and um, kind of, figure out what to do while being held hostage um for at a bank heist um and i've heard really really amazing things about this um and it's kind of a twisty page turner so i think that it'll be an exciting read that's sold that's that sounds really fun yeah super super cool All right, my next book is for the biography lover. So um, obviously this won't be a YA suggestion because a YA biography kind of sounds odd to me. So I really enjoyed this book. It's Somebody's Daughter uh, by Ashley C. Ford, who uh, I discovered via, I think most of us discovered on BuzzFeed um, all those years ago, and who is just such a lovely writer who basically tells her own story about just like her dad was in jail and like the impacts that that had on her as well. And um, it's a beautiful story. And because I think like we're starting to see more and more like millennials like come out with their memoirs and Mm -hmm. um you know oftentimes it's either like trauma porn or it's like I did it I manifested life without thinking that there's white privilege involved um but this is just you know like it's it's a memoir that I read I cried at times I laughed out loud and um I find that she is an incredibly relatable author Just like she's just such a normal person from Indiana who is like, who loves where she's from and just has a very sharp, um, a very sharp lens uh, through which she she sees things. And her heart, like, I mean, I definitely want to become friends with this person. Um, So she seems delightful and also like a little feisty, which which Mm. is kind of fun. Um, And I think that uh, for any youth going through any hardship, this is a great book to, to offer. But just anyone in general who's interested in biographies, like, yes, like read about Coco Chanel, but also like read about an ordinary person uh who is delightful i love what you were saying about millennial biographies as a thing that's been coming up 
but it's good to know like because there's so many that come up come up for whatever reason like um so it's good to like sift through all of them and have a good recommendation yeah and there's some older gen zers also who are coming out like there was a a few years ago maybe like three four years ago uh, morgan jerkins released Mm -hmm. uh this will be my undoing i think which is a great a great memoir written she was 22 when she wrote it and it, it was awesome mm-hmm. um so yeah biographize yourself yeah all right my next recommendation is for your romeo and juliet fan and this is already like a really popular title but it's <laughs> <laughs> these violent delights by chloe Go- uh, chloe sorry excuse me chloe gong um which also has a sequel um that just came out, I think, are Violent Ends. Um, And it is a Romeo and Juliet-inspired story set in 1920s Shanghai um, with... um, So, yeah, and it's... um, I know Caddy also had it on her her list, so do you want to say why you (laughs) added added it to your list? Because Shakespeare is awesome, no matter how annoyed I am that, like, a guy a billion years ago wrote all the good love stories. It is just so good, and um, I haven't read this book, but it was on my list, and I was really, I'm actually really excited to check it out um because Romeo and Juliet like I mean I, I 1997 was an important year for me and that's the year Romeo and Juliet the mm-hmm. movie came out by Baz Luhrmann mm-hmm. um so I I had like I read the synopsis and I was like oh my god I just pictured like a young Tony Lung and like a young Michelle Yeoh playing like Romeo and Juliet and I was instantly turned on so uh that's why (laughs) yeah Yeah, I mean like I feel like did I I don't know if everyone's gone through a Romeo and Juliet phase at some point um I feel like YA is also filled with Romeo and Juliet like remakes or like you know retellings oh yeah Um, it's just like very you know very YA it's like the angst you know, in oh. that, in that, it's such an angsty love story. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet is the OG <laughs> YA love story. Like, I mean, after, like, after Joseph and Mary, like, obviously, but like, <laughs> but I think that that's the thing is, it's so angsty. Mm-hmm. And to think that, like, Will Shakespeare, some dude, like, some actual just grown ass man, wrote teenage love. <laughs> so winily and so well like it's pretty it's pretty earth earth shattering if we think about it really and that Mm -hmm. it's it's lasted like almost 600 years so yeah oh man and I think like there's always that question like did you have a Shakespeare phase or are you straight Uh Because I think, I think, I think the queers, we love us a Shakespeare moment (laughs) around the age of 15. It's pretty (laughs) hardcore. (laughs) Yeah, so I, and I'm very interested to see, like, how it plays out in 1920 Shanghai. Like, I don't, it sounds really great. It sounds like a movie. It sounds like, it sounds like something I want. Um, a streaming service to purchase mm-hmm. the rights to and to make properly, properly, very well, mm-hmm. right? With consultation of the author and like, please, please, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. 
All right. We only have a few more left. So on my end, um, this is for someone who's getting into YA because obviously uh, the majority of our, our, our listenership uh, are adults. Um, and uh, if you have a pal who's just like, hey, I read a teen book and it was kind of amazing. And you're like, yeah, I know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Join the party. Exactly. Welcome to the dark side. Uh, We (laughs) podcast every week. Um, So the book is Eleanor in Park by Rainbow Roll. And I think that like, sometimes it's okay to say like something that was written, maybe like 10 years ago is still great. And it's a really nice like, it's a really nice foothold into like a more realistic uh, YA genre, but that also relies on like uh, the understanding of a more mature reader. Mm-hmm. So like t- tackling issues of like domestic violence and, and assault and things like that, but also having them like having young feelings, but very mature reflection. Mm. I think that's that's how I would put it. And uh, I found that it was, uh, look, say what you will about the author. I know I know that folks love her. Folks hate her. That's not, <laughs> I don't mind. Uh, <laughs> I really, I'm neither here nor there on, on the issue. I think it's more just a question of like, it's a good book. And it's mm. a good book about me with where music plays a central role as well. Mm, so it's, a, mm-hmm. it's kind of a fun one. Yeah. I haven't read that book in a while. Exactly. And I was thinking, like, maybe some of our listeners want a gift that they can pick up at a secondhand bookstore because Mm. COVID COVID bank account is real and the world seems to be ending. So I guess I should save some money. supply chain issues. Oh, my God. You know, like, if you can't find, like, a new book Mm -hmm. because of supply chain issues. Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just a book you have lying around in your bookshelf. Mm. And you want to give it to someone with all the little bends and, yeah. and, and folds and little notes in the margin. Mm-hmm. Those are those are such delightful gifts. Who doesn't love opening up like a used book and seeing like the life that it's had? Yeah, you know? 100%. Yeah, I 100%. love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So my next gift is for the baker in your life. And um, I had to add a cookbook because it's a it's for the baker in your life. Um, but I also have a YA recommendation to go along with it. Um, I recently um, bought this cookbook for myself. And <laughs> I am going, I promise I'm going to cook something from it, bake something from it. Um, I have a tendency of um, getting cookbooks and just looking at the pretty pictures and not necessarily baking from it. You know, that's (laughs) just a problem that I have. I don't know if you do. (laughs) But I really do want to try making um, multiple things from this um, cookbook. It's called Mooncakes and Milk Bread by Christina Cho. It's a pretty recent one. Um, and it's all about um, Chinese baked goods um, and then like other like Asian baked goods. Um, and it's just a very obviously pretty book. Um, cookbooks are just always so pretty. Um, and it has a lot of bread and yummy, yummy goodies in the book. Um, so I highly recommend that for the baker in your life. Um and um, to go along with that, um, 
I recommend uh, Cuban Girl's Guide to Tea and Tomorrow by Laura Taylor Namey. Um, this one is about a girl who I think lives in Miami, um, but she's experienced a lot of like, uh, she's experienced loss in her life. I think her grandmother has passed away in the beginning of the book. Um, and so you think it's going to be pretty like, like dark and <laughs> sad and morose, but um, it turns out that it's a it's, it's actually a pretty another one of those gentle reads that explore grief gently. Um, she goes to um, England of all places because her parents are like, I think you just need like you know change in scenery, um, and there's a lot of tea, obviously, um, and baked goods, um, and so I think this one's a good one for the baker in your life that's awesome and like the cover is really cute like you can tell like what kind of book it is from the cover it just has like that like feel oh yeah yeah oh yes i'm uh, i'm looking at it right now it's actually it's really cute it's very cute (laughs) very cute yeah all right folks so my final suggestion for the gift guide 2021 um, is actually the book that I'm reading right now. Um, so it's uh, it's a novel called The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Um, and this is a book recommendation for someone who forgot about the wonder of Sophie's world. Um, you know, book about philosophy that was like incredibly popular when I was in high school. And um this book is lovely. It's the story of uh, someone who's, we'll call, we'll call her a lovable loser, um, who, you know, passes away and is stuck in this sort of in-between state and gets to see all the shoulda, couldas, and wouldas. And it's a really nice reflection on life mm-hmm. um, and gratitude to a certain extent but really just about how nothing is perfect and I sort of needed that right now Uh, (laughs) seasonal affect disorder is real and when you compound it with depression it Mm. sucks so um this is a nice little uh beacon of hope and uh I highly recommend it what is Sophie's world stop it Stop it, Eunice. I I was trying to, like, place it, and I couldn't. Oh, my (laughs) God. I feel so old. Um, So Sophie's World is a novel by uh, Yasin Gardner, where basically, um, so, okay, this book came out in, like, 1991, right? (laughs) So it's, like, quite old. Um, And Sophie basically uh, is a young girl who receives letters in the mail um, from a stranger who wants to talk about philosophy. And uh, she goes on this journey. It's very Alice in Wonderland-y, but uh, it explains philosophical concepts um, through the eyes of a teenager. And it's great. Uh, If you've never read Sophie's World, may I recommend it? Um, It's really (laughs) pleasurable. It's nice for, it's nice for folks who like to think, yeah, who like to think deeply. Mm -hmm. And it's a great, it's a great book for youth who think deeply uh, (laughs) and who feel deeply as well. So 
there you go. It's two for one recommendation. Oh, yeah. Boom. So did you read it for school? Sophie's World? No, actually. It was just one of those books that became really popular. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's like, you know, people who have older siblings who were just like, oh, like my sister said it was good. And I think it's, we were, I was around that age, I was sort of, I was feeling very deeply, but not able to translate that into Mm. words. And it was nice to read something that wasn't necessarily just like describable. Yeah. Um, so, so it had a very big impact on my life. Mm-hmm. I will be, I will admit. Yeah. What about you, Eunice? What's your last? Uh... All right, the last one. Um, so this is for your favorite epic fantasy lover, and I say that because this book is one of my favorite fa- um, YA fantasy series. It's a series, um, and I also recommend it because it's a completed series. Because you know, it's like sometimes. You read a series and then you're like, oh, I can't. <laughs> Where's the, where are the next books? <laughs> but it is a completed series. It's over Game now. Game of Thrones <laughs> fans everywhere are like <laughs> nodding in agreement. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it, they also have really like gorgeous covers. Um, so it's a, also like, I, I love really like pretty books to gift too. So mm-hmm. um. Mm-hmm. You know, so like it's it's also that as well. So you can, so you can feel good about gifting this book. Um, but it is the Ember and the Ashes series by Saba Tahir. Um, there are four books in the series, so it is not a trilogy. You will, um, if you're trying to gift the whole series, this is why I say it's for your favorite epic fantasy lover. There are four books. Um, hey, but there are some YA series that have way more than four books. So, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, this one's a great one because it it's the fantasy book that um, got me really excited about YA fantasy again. Um, I think sometime after, like, probably Twilight, I was like, okay, <laughs> why fantasy and then there was like the dystopian period right and then i was like i think i need to take a little break mm-hmm. um but and that, <laughs> you can, there's only so much you can take um <laughs> after a while um i say that in the most loving way um but um so the ember and the ashes series is one that i picked up while i was kind of going through that like slump i was like I'm only reading like YA contemporary right now. Uh, But this is what, yeah, so this is one that I picked up and right away I fell in love because like the stakes were so real. (laughs) And that that seems like a weird thing to pick up on, but I was just like, yeah, it's like really believable like that this, like the world building and that, you know, the like thing that the main character is going through is very like life or death. It's very serious. <laughs> um, and so it's just, it was just very compelling to me. Um, Sabatier here is like a really great um, fantasy writer because she just, it's a very all encompassing world. It's very descriptive, beautiful. The book, start somewhere and then it quickly like kind of goes into like all the intricacies of the magic in the world um so um I just love that build up and then um she does also torture her readers by you know putting 
character deaths over the reader's head <laughs> of like will or will they not survive um so it's also a heartbreaking series in a, in a, in many ways um but you know fantasy uh readers like they know that so they're used to it they're used to it <laughs> totally um so i think it's just a really really good one um um it's a good good series so that sounds really good i'm really curious to 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 check those out i saw them on many a list Mm -hmm. um so there you go uh folks that's what wraps up our gift guide for 2021 this is very exciting Eunice yeah we went through a lot of books actually we went through a heck of a lot of books I'm very proud of us um and folks if you have any books that you love and that you love to gift or that you're particularly excited to gift this year share that with us Mm -hmm. uh we'd love to hear about it and um yeah Thank you for listening to Yeah. If you want to leave feedback, suggest a book for us to read, say hi, tell us uh, what you're buying for Christmas, um, send us an email at theyapodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram at yapodcast and individually. I'm at caddy underscore D. And I'm at the unicorn reads a book on Instagram. That's <laughs> unicorn with an E. Adorable. If you like the show and want to help us make it even better, consider supporting us on Patreon. You can get all kinds of great perks, including early access to bonus content, shoutouts, guest appearances, and more. Head to patreon.com slash yappodcast to donate. Shoutout to our patrons, Catherine Reshi, Kat McGuire, Lizzie Tenho, Chantal Thomas, Matthew Dever, Megan Jane, and Emmett Cameron. Did you know we have merch? <gasps> Hit the merch link in the description of this episode to get some from, from the to get some from the fine folks over at Tee Public. Yeah, get some. You can also support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts, subscribing on Spotify, and by sharing this episode with a friend, perhaps someone who is not the best gift giver. Special thanks to Great Bear uh, for letting us use their song Jenny's Groove as our theme music. You can find their music for sale at greatbearmusic.bandcamp.com. This episode was produced by me, Caddy Diop, and edited by Tom Zalatni as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. Bye-bye. Dungeons, Dragons, Canada, The Multiverse Theory, Corgis, Queer Representation, Reconciliation, Angels, Demons, Squirrels, Moose, Moose and Squirrels, Sorcerers, Dinosaurs, Forests, Giants, Rogues, Warlocks, Plains, Sewers, Lavender, Natural Toonie, a Canadian Dungeons and Dragons podcast, right here on the Upford Network. Hi, I'm Howard Mitnick, host of Gateway Music. Join me as I talk with people about the artists and albums that changed their lives, and about the artists and albums that changed mine. Available on the Upford Network and wherever you get your podcasts.